watch movie-based video games. Think to yourself, this is kind of strange. Mario is British, Luigi's Latino, Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo. Well, that's video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video games and movie. But, uh, yeah, I spent, I don't know how many, like, at least a couple hundred hours on Skyrim. Yeah, you could easily do that on this. I mean, the only thing that sucks about this game is, like, the story is just not there. Yeah, yeah, you know. But, sometimes. It's there, yeah. but it's like, you know, it's not, it's not like, it's like the last thing they really cared about, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Well, these days, you know, story is for a lot of people the last thing they care about so I'm not it's like when we played Dragon's Dogma and I was like yeah there's just nothing there the gameplay is good but it's oh, like yeah. for me it only gets me so far I, I I play those type of games because I enjoy the stories you know it's like getting to watch a movie or read a book while I'm playing the game you know as opposed to just kind of mindlessly going through or doing challenges that require dexterity or, you know, button inputs at the right time or whatever. Uh, you know, I much prefer to have that story there bolstering. I'll play a game that's absolute trash if it has a great story. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, to me, like, the story bits are, like, the, the breadcrumbs to the next thing, you know, like, I want to know what happens, so I want to get better, so I want to improve my character. Or if it's just like improving your character to get fight harder things, it's like there's only so much you can do with that. Like that's why I'm so surprised I like this game so much because I mean the the only thing is about getting better is just like the finally feeling like because you start off so weak, you know, and like finally being able to take down some of these things, that's what feels good. <laughs> but, sure. Yeah. Well, I get that, you know, but. Yeah, it. I don't think that style of gameplay is necessarily for me. I'm, I'll eventually try it and probably eat my own words and you know be in love with it or whatever. But like you know, <laughs> that's that's for future Blaine to worry about. And that's at least a year off. I've got so much shit. I'm I'm trying to muscle through. You know, and now I've got. I guess I got to play Pierce Solar. So you don't have to. Is it? No, no. I, I spent the money on it, so oh, it's happening it. now. I. Uh, it's, it's like 15 bucks, which to me is way too much for a game like that, you know, but it's fine, you know. I, I was at one point willing to pay, I think, when they were at like 100 bucks, I was looking at maybe picking up one of the, like, physical copies, and now you can't get an original Genesis one for less than like five or 600. Um, Wait, no thanks. What's that? You said, you said it's a Genesis game? Yeah, initially it was a Genesis game. Oh, and then ported all the way to P PS4? Yeah, uh, you, you not know the story of Pierce Solar? No. Yeah, well, let me fill you in just briefly. Uh, I don't know if you're recording or not, but if you are, hey, this is a video games movie. <laughs> yeah, I did start recording because, you know, if I don't, there's sometimes we've got good stuff in here and sometimes... You know. Yeah, and it sounds like we're talking about decent stuff. So sorry, uh, 50 or so listeners, uh, we're just going to... We'll get into Free Guy momentarily. Uh, this is the show where we talk about, um, you know, video game-based movies and other uh, media. But uh, for right now, we're just going to briefly talk about Pierce Alar, which is like this game that had the most hype of anything I can remember in my, like, 20s, because it was, it was like years after the fact. Uh, I think I was like, I don't know, maybe 27 or so. So this is quite a while ago, but like well after the Genesis had died. This team came forward, and they, like, this is before Kickstarter and shit. Yeah. And they said, like, hey, we're going to make this game uh, Pierce Lar, and they had, like, some screenshots and some drawings of it, and they were, like, really big Genesis enthusiasts, and they were all, like, former programmers, etc. right? Mm -hmm. And they were led by this one dude that was, like, he was out of some little bitty country somewhere, but... It all seemed legit. They had a website. It blew up all over the game forums that I used to, like, peruse at the time. It just absolutely blew up. Everyone was investing in it. They were, like, asking you to pre-order it. And I think initially I pre-ordered it. Uh, I want to say it was, like, 60 bucks for the Genesis or whatever. But then, like, 
a year goes by and then like two years or something it was crazy I, I don't remember how long it was total but it was like this crazy amount of time so i finally was like this isn't coming out so they offered you a refund and i took it oh, no. and then it was like another year or more that i'd heard it actually did come out because at that point i thought it was like either a scam or whatever but no it came out on the genesis and uh, I immediately went to look to buy one on eBay, but they were already like a hundred bucks or more. So I was like, "Ah, eh, fuck that!" And then they re-released it, and I missed that too. And then they re-re-released it for the Dreamcast like five years ago, six years ago. Oh, really? And then they just ported it over to PS3, and I guess because it was at the end of PS3's life, they went ahead and made it PS3, PS4. Yeah, so. I'm glad they did that because PS3 is garbage now. I, it's so hard. Yeah, I'm not saying garbage. It's hard to go back to. I guess I shouldn't say garbage. It's just no. There's great stuff on there. I thought you meant that the online store was garbage, which it always was. No, I mean like um, playing games from P- like that are native PS3. It's just load times and everything slow and compared to what it is now. Yeah, I'm I'm just spoiled. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really bother me at all. But then it like. Then again, I come from the era where you know I'm playing Sega CD, where some of the load times were like literal several minutes. You know. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I played the original PlayStation. I know. Oh, it's got nothing on Sega CD, brother. Uh, PlayStation, I think, was was times four rotation, and Sega CD was a single rotation. Like that's literally the slowest you can go. Um, for a CD-ROM drive, right? And, like, to load stuff up. Like, there's some games, like, Who Shot Johnny Rock? I, I went to try and play it, like, years and years ago now, and I it just, like, froze. Like, the opening cutscene just froze, and I was like, okay, my game is broken. I, I waited a long time thinking maybe it, you know, was just, uh, like, loading, and it just didn't. So, like, I left and went to do something, you know, go to the bathroom or something, and I came back, and when I came back and was about to turn it off, then it loaded, and that had been, like, three and a half, four minutes, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, and I watched, like, that scene, and then it went to another scene where it just did the same thing. It just stops, and I was like, uh, this is just unplayable. There's no way to play this on this, you know, on the native system, but... Did they ever re-release that for you, or no? Yeah, yeah, you can actually, that's a weird one, where I've seen, and I've almost bought a copy just to do it, but they have that on actual DVD, so you can play it in a DVD player. Oh, okay, so you can just select with your remote and stuff. Yeah, they actually, um, they did that with a bunch of the, like, point-and-click full-motion video games in the 2000s, and they marketed them as being uh, PlayStation 2, compatible which they were because it had a dvd player oh that's smart yeah very smart so yeah you can i don't know if you consider them games or not i mean they are they were originally released as games and then there's other ones that also didn't appear on like the sega cd that they made like that and i've thought about trying to like track those down on ebay or whatever but my best guess is that they're like worth a bunch of money or something and not really worth it so (laughs) about our childhood is that everything we ever did ended up being worth money (laughs) yeah that's eventually like what i found like what you find is that as long if you save something from your childhood if if you're young now and listen to this save whatever it is you like in 30 years when everyone's old and has money again <clears throat> they want to buy that stuff back up because I was the same way. <laughs> All of them, yeah. It's especially true of things, like, it's not so much true of things that were, like, wildly popular. It is. But, like, if you think of, like, the NES era and you go, okay, Contra is, a, you know, a 20 to $30 game, that's because, yeah, people are trying to buy up copies now, but there were so many back then, or, like, Super Mario Brothers 3 is another great example. There were so many back then that they are still, like, cheap. But anything that was good that wasn't like that was a little bit obscure is going to be worth retarded money later on. I don't care what it is, you know, like all these like uh, limited run games that people are buying now that, you know, even if they make, you know, 20,000 or 100,000 or whatever, that's still like a really low run. 
uh, if it's a good game, they're, 30 years from now they're going to be worth ridiculous amounts of money. Um, yeah, like Kyle, and, yeah. that's why. Like, I, and I just buy the games I like. You know, eventually, like I bought like you know I really like Cosmic Star Heroin, so I was like I'm buying the physical because. And I'll, the other thing I think of, I was like, if there's ever like, you know, internet goes out or something, or I'll lose, you know, lose something like that, I got it digital or physical, you know. So physical, yeah, yeah. That's always been my argument is, you know, uh, one, uh, you don't know how long these online stores are going to stay up. So I mean, we've already experienced that with like the Wii, where say, yeah, you bought all these games online for the Wii, but you know your Wii breaks so you buy another one but you can no longer sign in under your name and just re-download them um and it's happening with the playstation 3 etc so um you know the 3ds i think this is the last year they're going to be on the ds is already long gone the psp i mean a lot of these things you just can't do the things anymore so having a physical copy uh even if it's not a complete copy because that's the problem with a lot of the physical copies is they're the you know day one version and they don't have the patches and stuff which is fine if the patches are still up but if the patches go down they're not going to be the game you might remember you know but they're still going to be playable to some extent um whereas yeah you know like you just literally can't download what is it castlevania rebirth and like if i lose my wii the the actual physical wii i have I would have to do, uh, to get back Castlevania Rebirth, I'd have to, you know, do some nefarious, you know, borderline illegal gray area type shit to get it back. Yeah. But anyway, this isn't the uh, nostalgia podcast, although I guess it kind of is. Uh, this is Video Games Movie, and today we're going to be talking about Free Guy. Yep. Although, I will tell you, I uh, I watched it, God, it's, it's been two weeks ago now, <laughs> and I've kind of like... Uh, forgotten maybe some of the finer details so hopefully uh, between you and I we'll be able to kind of fill each other in yeah it's, um, it's not that deep you know it's a it's a good movie but um, it's nothing like groundbreaking I would say <clears throat> no no it definitely isn't and it, and it has like the, the main thing I came away with in me it was like oh that was a fun movie but it has so many um, just flaws in the way that programming works that none of this would be possible one and then just like so many things that just made me laugh outright like why are they doing that when they could just literally do this but the biggest one at the end of the movie where he's literally using an axe to destroy um all the servers when you know you could just un unplug it uh <laughs> works just as good right well um, it's for dramatic effect yeah but why would you destroy millions of dollars in server towers <laughs> and honestly even if you did destroy like say you did take the axe to it you can still get the chips out of there and still save you know what i mean it's not like it's all i mean some but anywhere where that axe hit whatever that hits going to be you know done and it's time consuming giving the main character time to save the day within his computer world as opposed to, you know, flipping a switch and everyone just being dead. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I it, it made no sense in any way, you know, narratively or otherwise. It's like, why would this guy be destroying millions of dollars worth of shit and doing it in a slow... I mean, I get it. It's for drama. Yeah. But I was laughing the whole time. Like, this isn't what he'd do at all. He would just be like, yeah, I'll just turn this breaker off right here and done. And, I mean, it, it's it's a cool story, though. I mean, the story is these two computer book programmers uh, played by that one little shit from uh, Stranger Things. No, when and, you say little uh, shit, you got to be more specific. Oh, yeah? <laughs> because they're all he's little... The, uh, he's the older little shit. He's the one with the, yeah. he's the, one with the nice hair that uh, in the last season he was kind of dating Uma Thurman's daughter, so... Is that Uma Thurman's daughter? I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's Uma um, Thurman's daughter. Uh, Uma Thurman and what's his face? Uh, what? No, can't remember his name. There. Who was she with? I can't even remember. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to remember who she was married to for years. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny that when you find out that uh, ninety percent of the actors and actresses that are like 
quotations new or you know found are actually just like the sons and daughters of already famous people like 90 percent. like if you like oh that this guy is good or whatever anytime i've ever looked someone up i'm like oh that's just so-and-so's daughter or whatever so i'm not surprised at all that happened to me the other day on uh i was re-watching that's my boy and i looked up the actress that played the young susan sarandon it's just susan sarandon's daughter you didn't know that? So, <laughs> no. I was like, I was like yeah, all right. <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. They kind of do look alike. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. The, the, it's little... And the girl, I'm not sure. I know what she's from. Uh, so, the other computer designer. Um, yeah, I looked her up, too. And she's done a few things. And Joey my Cohen. best guess is she's, like, the daughter of someone famous. Uh, <laughs> British. A, I don't know who. Uh, she's a British actor. Uh, so her accent was real until it was the American accent. Ah, I see. Uh, that's interesting to know because yeah, she has an accent inside the game world because she's quotations using a filter, um, but inside the real world she does not. But basically, these two guys, guy and a gal, I guess, uh, create a program that is like uh, a interactive world where everything is paradise and uh, the characters within the world are able to evolve and uh, become more real. They basically uh, have AI and um, it's supposed to be this beautiful place or whatever, but then it somehow gets absorbed into a conglomerate gaming company run by this total D-bag, basically. Yeah, it's played by E.T. or whatever. He's like a director, and he's been in a lot of other things. Uh, he, he did a good job playing the douchebag. I yeah. pretty much hated him right off the bat, you know? Yeah, he definitely played the self-absorbed asshole, for sure. Yeah, you just want to punch him in the face, like, right away. He's just that kind of guy. Yep. And he uh, actually hires uh, Stranger Things to, uh, <laughs> to work for him, but uh, ends up using the dude's code, um to create his new game. Uh, gosh, what is the name of the game? Is it just called Free Guy? Free... Or Free World? Uh, free... Free City? Free City? Yeah, maybe that is it. Yeah, Free City. That sounds right. And it's it's basically like online GTA. I mean, when you get down to it, right? Yeah, there's mission... Yeah, it's, it's definitely just basically... Uh... A GTA clone, like you got missions you can do, rob banks, and all this other stuff, and yeah, all... just shoot random people for no reason. Right. So basically, like, they took the the life itself as the base. The, all the like NPC characters are all those former life itself, which is the original game uh, characters, and they kind of evolve. They can they can evolve and stuff, but they haven't yet. Right, like uh, all all the characters have the ability to become quotations real, but the the one that does is um, uh, what's his name, Rod Reynolds' character, who's just named Guy, who works at the bank, and uh, Guy comes into contact with the girl that programmed for uh, life, whatever, and uh, that is the catalyst that makes him start having uh, self-awareness and such because when he was programmed the uh, Stranger Things kid programmed him specifically after himself and he was in love with the girl unbeknownst to her so all his thoughts and feelings that he put into this character um, when he sees the the girl entering the game and the reason she's entering the game at all is to try and get info on the conglomerate to try and take it down because she feels that um, her code has been used within the game. Right. They did. He didn't like uh, pay for the copyright or something to use the source code, basically. And she's trying to find proof that he did because she knows he did, but she can't prove it yet. And so she's kind of um, been playing the game, trying to find. I guess she's <clears throat> uh, there's a there's a player that has gotten past like a glitch or something and found like proof that you know the old game's there just buried beneath all the surface and so she's trying Which, to you know that's 
it's a thing like ghosts and stuff occur in video games where they'll have something programmed within the game and then they instead of uh writing it out they just kind of write over it and then sometimes if the right conditions are met you can see these ghosts anyway there's a lot of famous ones within a lot of games if you wanted to look that sort of thing up um but this is like an entire damn island yeah it's it's fucking huge and they just i guess left the whole damn game inside of this game which okay that's maybe whatever and yeah this one player uncovers it he gets this glitch and he makes a recording of it and the, this is a, another thing that kind of peed me off was i was like well obviously he's going to upload that to youtube because he's a streamer and a, evidently a pretty popular one he's like this goofy looking you know, typical fat kid dork, but his avatar is Channing Tatum. Yeah. And... Which is like from the. Yeah. <laughs> That's who he plays as. The very beginning of the game is Channing Tatum, like skydiving into the game, which is pretty cool opening. Yeah, that whole scene. And every, every time you see Channing Tatum, he's doing like badass shit. But like when you see the personality coming out of Channing Tatum, it's like this like weebs fucking personality. You and, then, know? and his mom tells him to turn so, down or something. And he yells at his mom. It's like class. It's almost like the classic Will Ferrell like joke, you know, where he's like, "Mom, meatloaf." You know, it's kind of yeah, or, or Cartman or whatever. Yeah, yeah same, yeah. same. Yeah, and it, it, it's pretty funny. And yeah, he he recorded this, and she's wanting to get that recording as proof. Um, and for some reason they have to do it in game when it's like couldn't you just like if you know the guy that has it could you contact him like in the real world or just like check out his yeah. page I didn't, where really, he... I didn't really think about it at the time but it's like why would that be saved on the game server it should <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't have been it would have been saved on his like capture card at home on his pc yeah because they like they go in and they like attack his secret storage locker and well, they get repelled the one time and then when they come back we're jumping guy ahead. we're jumping ahead a little bit i guess because after oh are we yeah because guy what meets her miss? and then he follows her and he's like basically like acting like a noob she thinks he's just a brand new player you know he doesn't she doesn't realize like he's not a person he, yeah everyone thinks he's wearing an npc's skin and yes. they're like how'd you do that <laughs> Yeah, like, how'd you get that skin? So, the thing, he's just, like, a, he's, like, um, hacking the game or something. Uh, right. So, then she he follows her, and he's, like, she's, like, well, you just gotta get good. Like, you have, like, you're, like, level one or whatever level he was. And so, I was, like, okay. So, then he's, like, he goes off, and, like, the way he gets good, he just saves all the NPCs in town from everyone else. <laughs> yeah, he becomes, like, a hero as opposed to, like, a douchebag that just kills people or whatever if a bank is being robbed he stops the bank robbery as opposed to you know and i guess we should mention that he got this power because he put on the sunglasses of a player right so all the player characters have sunglasses and that shows them like basically the game the game world where um the npcs just say to see like a normal everyday world so right it's kind of a cool it's very thing. um like they live in a lot of times if you remember that uh that classic film it's a um, really cool con like the concept they did like uh, this movie is like a a, a go- like a conglomeration or conglomeration a gamelation conglomeration yeah. of like a bunch of different like ideas that have been done before but they did it in a good way yeah yeah I I love the the whole they live aesthetic that was like the best part about that movie was no one would believe the main character that they you know were living amongst aliens and that it's you know scenario but in this one like no one believes that they're not living in just like the real world right and he finally has to convince you know everyone that there are as many people at first it was just like his best friend and his best friend refuses him but right just like they live you know except in that movie they had to like have this epic fucking fight and roddy rowdy roddy piper had to put the glasses on the other dude uh, in this one oh. he finally just kind of con- convinces well, him now i don't but i know what movie you're talking about now i was like that's when you said right Ray piper i'm like oh that's the best fight in cinematic history that yeah movie, that fight is so good yeah that, fight goes that movie's like, so good 
That movie go that fight goes on for like I think twelve minutes straight or something crazy. Like it literally just keeps going. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's amazing. And did you know uh, there's a South Park episode yeah, where they did Timmy, the fight scene um, shot for shot, and it's Timmy and Jimmy fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, so that's a little. Too- but yeah, it's similar to that in that you know they've got these sunglasses that show them the real what's going on kind of thing, but um. But yeah, guy gets those powers. They go to this. He follows her because he's totally in love with her, just right off the bat. Because she's um, like humming a Mariah Carey song that he likes and she likes because he's programmed to like it. But then uh, that kind of sets off his, uh, you know, AI processing to kind of think a little bit different. To grow, yeah. And it's like, what song is it? It's that Mariah Carey. That song is. I remember it from back in the day. Yeah, I'll play. Uh, I'll have it at the end of the. That's what I'll as our closing song probably that song. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he follows her. She thinks he's a new. It's fantasy. And, it's fantasy uh, by Mariah Carey. That's what it is. Fan, yeah, and sweet, um, sweet fantasy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually kind of dig Mariah Carey. I can respect her for what she is. You know, early Mariah kind of crazy yes. now, but 90, early nineties Mariah Carey. You know, that was good shit. I'll, I'll admit to that. Yeah, yeah, good pop music. Uh, that song she did with uh, Boys to Men that was excellent. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um. So, yeah, she thinks he's a noob, tells him to get better. He ends up becoming a hero and gets, like, super popular in-game because he's playing the game completely different than anyone has ever played it before, and he's, like, leveling up super fast because he can just play 24 hours a day, having no need to sleep, I guess. Or when he does die, he just respawns. Yeah, exactly, as opposed to, uh, I guess, the players have to wait a period or whatever. So, yeah, he just becomes a badass relatively quickly, and then ends up uh, helping her out to infiltrate Channing Tatum's place again. But this time, instead of being repelled, um, he recognizes who who they are well, and he uh, who he is. Who Guy is. He's like, hey, like, he, Guy got super popular. He, like, becomes, like, a meme or whatever. Um, and so the streamer guy's like, hey, can you take a picture with me or whatever? And the guy's like, yeah, if you give me this video. And so like, fine. He's like, oh. <laughs> Uh, okay. He's <laughs> like, oh, one more thing. You've got to kill me, man. You've got to kill me. He's <laughs> like, no, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. And then he starts doing like all the most ridiculous Fortnite dances. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Which is funny because it's uh, Channing Tatum doing them. <laughs> and Alan, he's just, a, Channing Tatum's a ridiculously good dancer. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so now they've got this quotations proof, I guess, uh, but they still feel like they need more proof. Is that how it goes? It seems like that's what went down because they actually feel like they have to go to the island itself or something. Yeah, they have the proof that it exists, but now they got they got to prove, like, they got to show it. and get, Like, now it's just like, uh, I don't know, it's hearsay because they can't prove it or something? I don't, no one's really seen Which, it. Yeah. Is Which is ridiculous to me, because they've got that video, and they have the fact that when something is reflected, you can see the island in the ocean. Um, because they didn't take the reflections out of the game, they just took the, island. they blocked the view of the actual island. But in games like that, they have reflections of things, and so like every time Guy looks out his window when he turned his blinds a certain way, he would see the island. Um that alone would be enough proof that something was there and the fact that their game was fairly well known um, but never got produced, like the hype around it was known and the island was known, you know, etc. I think they would have had a case, but so whatever. The, the plan is to get to the island and, of course, the girl gets banned as soon as that, like, they get the, the video and the douchebag boss guy is trying to... You know, stop everything, all that from happening because he's trying to start Free City 2 with a new engine. And if they find out about the first one, then they, I guess he loses a lot of money because he has to pay them. Uh, yeah, he would have to pay them uh, some, you know, basically it, it's their game engine that he was running off of. And as such, all the, all the uh, yeah. profits from the first game would they'd be entitled to. So, At least yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, she finally convinces uh, Stranger Things to get on board when she shows them her evidence. 
and he helps her from the inside a bit, but uh, he eventually also gets banned. But it's basically, like, I, we're skipping ahead a lot, but there's really not a lot of plot. It's just, like, a lot of, like, funny scenes, Ryan Reynolds-type shit. You know, they go get ice cream. You know, he loves the same kind of ice cream, you know, all that lovey-dovey type stuff. She kisses an NPC kind of falling for him. But anyway. Yeah, she actually kind of gets feelings for him as well. Yeah. And eventually, you know, it comes down to the fact that Guy has to get to this island. Stranger Things makes uh, a bridge for him to be able to get there. They unleash what is basically new Guy. It's like a updated version of Guy since Guy was so popular that they made that um, is like super ripped. He's played by this... Um, wrestler from the 90s i can't remember who uh, and then they just like strapped ryan reynolds head on there yes and it, it it looks pretty good i mean they did a good job um, and he isn't uh his vocabulary isn't all done yet so he just says like monosyllabolic you know kind of shit it's like insert and, catchphrase uh, here that's one of the ones that's funny he's like instant insert catchphrase here <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. and he's like what <laughs> yeah and he comes after him. They have a guy and him have an epic battle. Um, yeah, because guy had and a his... bunch of uh, you know saved weapons and stuff in his sunglasses at this point. So he keeps using them. Yeah, he grabs like a lightsaber. Exactly. Like they show lightsaber, which is like it seems like every Ryan Reynolds movie has lightsabers in it now, which is okay. Right. If you um, see the Adam Project, he definitely has another lightsaber in that one. Yeah, and so there's that, and then, uh, like, the fourth night donkey is a weapon in it. Like, he's trying all these weapons to, like, defeat new guy, and he finally comes to the realization that maybe he should just put the glasses on new guy, and, and he does. He just takes his glasses off and puts this, them on him, and it like kind of awakens something in him, and he starts freaking out about being able to see, like, the shinies, you know, all the power-ups and the money and all the stuff that the NPCs can't see, and he starts running after that shit. And then, yeah, he basically makes it to the island. Him and his friend start running, but his friend uh, gets deleted because the guy is, like, hacking up all the servers with a fucking axe, which, as I said earlier, is the dumbest thing he could have done. <laughs> but it gives, you know, Guy a chance to get to the island as opposed to just, like, turning the shit off and there was one point where he even did turn it off we uh, forgot to mention um to reset everything and it like resets guy's memory oh yeah that's right that's and that's uh, down she has to bring it back by what like singing that song by mariah carey or something i can't even remember there's uh, something like that kissing him something yeah, I don't remember either. It's something like that. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just like real cliche. I think she kissed him or gave him some ice cream or whatever the fuck it was, and it, it brought him back. Um, I think she kissed him. I think so. Yeah, I think it was she kissed him. But anyway, he does, uh, you know, dudes axing up all the servers, which, like I said, just wasting millions of dollars for no apparent reason, giving the main character a chance. But, you know, if he did that, it would just be into the movie. So <laughs> I get it. But anyway, uh, he makes it to the island just in time. It's being streamed live, so everybody knows about it, which just seeing it wasn't enough, I guess. But I don't know. He gets there. Um, everything's over for the guy, the, the douchebag guy. But they say, like, all they want is to make their game and he can keep the profits from free city and free city Two If they can just make the game the way they wanted it or something. Yeah. It's something, it's something cheesy, like, you know, for kids, you know, so yeah. So they let all the free city NPCs move to where they were supposed to be in the first place. Yeah. Whereas this like magical world where you can live like next to a unicorn that talks or whatever. It should probably be a very boring game. Cool. I don't know how it would be. Yeah. I don't know how it would work, but I mean, it'd be cool because yeah. like all it's all because basically they created like artificial life because everyone mm -hmm. they all start getting their free will and stuff. So I guess that would be kind of cool, but also be kind of like weird to have like you know NPCs that are re like have are self aware. I guess you know what I mean like that they're actual people. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, starting to get into some Skynet type shit. Um, it's like what starts getting kind of scary. And that kind of brings up some kind of in- interesting questions, like, so what would happen then? Would they be like endangered species, or like can they reproduce? Can they like make more of themselves? So? Like, and then yeah, like, are you? You can't. I don't know. It's like so many questions. Like, what would you do with that? I don't know. Yeah, it, it starts to, but you know, it's going to take a while. Eventually, we're going to get there, and it, it would take a while to be recognized AI as being, you know, a, a actual living species. You know, you know something like bicentennial man. You know, where it would take forever. And, and, um, yeah, that's probably what. Yeah. like it would take forever, even though they they are people, but they would live forever. So eventually, they would outlast everyone that you know was against them. Oh yeah. So. I mean, eventually, this is the type of technology we're going to have to employ to be able to search space with any kind of actual accuracy. Because the, the simple fact of the matter is, like, humans just cannot go that far into space for that long without having huge problems with their health. Or, like, you can think about, like, this, eventually, this is how we're all going to be alive forever. We'll just transfer our consciousness digitally. Oh, you're talking about singularity. And, yeah, that's the thing that's probably going to... The, the best guess is it's going to happen by 2050. Yeah. So if you can stay alive till then, you'll be able to upload your consciousness into um, like a single consciousness. Yeah. And yeah, they're already like the owner of Google is trying to uh, speed that process up because he probably won't make it to 2050. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's already working on get, uploading his personal consciousness into a computer so that when singularity happens, he'll be able to upload it. Um yeah, rich people with their stupid money. Um, it's a, it's a scary thought too because if uh, you know money still uh, is a factor at that point, which it probably will be because the people in power have money. Um, the people in power will just like never die. So if you end up with any kind of dictatorship or just horrible asshole that's in charge of everything, he's just gonna always be in charge. Which so. is like, what's what's kind of like what. The thing you think I, I think about is like, so you upload your consciousness, but you're still alive. So there's technically two of you. Like you clone, yeah. you basically like clone yourself digitally, but mm-hmm. digital version never dies unless I guess to get deleted. It's just so many like right. It's so it would be a copy of you at that moment in time, and then if you were to keep living, your thoughts and ideas might diverge from the one that was within the computer so you within minutes effectively i mean to be infinitesimal but you would become two separate entities and then over the course of a long period of time uh you would be two completely different entities like say if you were to upload your consciousness at age six by the time you were 30 it'd be almost unrecognizable you would have you know similar childhoods but um, you know, the way that your life and the life of the AI were shaped would be completely different. So, yeah, it's food for thought, man. Uh, I might not reach it because it's in 2050, I'll be, you know, what, like 70 years old. So, uh, I, I might not make it. I might. Yeah, we'll see. Well, everyone's living longer these days, so. That's true. But, yeah, he, he makes it to the island, uh, saves the day. Everyone's happy. Um, turns out that his AI was modeled after Stranger Things, and when she finds out about that, um, she is also in love with him, so they kind of become a couple well, she and really, start making games together. It's that one thing where she doesn't realize that he likes her when it's so obvious to everyone else. <laughs> right. It's another cliche. Like, the movie is, is, like you said, it's a amalgamation of, like, a lot of different movies all comprised into one uh, along with a lot of movie cliches that are just pushed in there but it's done very well all the imagery and stuff is really good some of the programming bits and stuff make no sense but you just gotta kind of roll with it it's good for a wide audience you know it's a solid b movie like not b movie but like b like grade wise like i'd say it's like right it's a b it's not like anything that's gonna be your favorite movie um, it's like a good hour, you know, you want to watch a movie with your kids or, um, uh, with your significant other, you know, it's a good like time to hang out and, you know, have some of these thoughts about like how we're talking about, like what would happen, but, uh, it's nothing yeah, gro- it's a good... groundbreaking. 
Yeah, it's it's good for uh, conversation for sure, and it's you know it's an interesting thought. I think we've all thought about living in a virtual world and you know the AI and such, and it touches on that in a, like a family friendly way. So, and Ryan Reynolds, you just can't go wrong. I've literally never seen anything he's in where I was like, yeah, this is terrible. Like every movie he's ever been in was at least all right. So, you know, <laughs> I think I've seen like three or four Ryan Reynolds movies this just this year, and like I. I don't think I've disliked any of them. Um, no, they're all also, fine. Also to note, like, this is Alex Trebek's last uh, appearance in a movie or film or, th- or anything, I think, since he died. Oh, yeah. He died uh, in, like, 2020, I think. Hmm. So, it, yeah. he makes an appearance in this, and this is his last, like, credited appearance, I guess. <laughs> I guess I don't remember him being in the movie. I don't know. He does like one of those comments. Like, I think there's a, maybe a Jeopardy scene or something, and he makes a comment on it or something like that. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. It's like uh, this blue clad shirt or, or yes. this blue shirted NPC. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, when like he's gaining popularity, it's like one of their ways to show that he's like become like mainstream. mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, there's Oxford. That's nice. So. Yeah, and there's like mentions of like a lot of like older games throughout and stuff and little little things for some of us older fucks um, peppered throughout. So, I mean, it's it's a good movie, man. It's like a, almost meme the movie, too, where, you know, a lot of it's just, like, stuff that's been popular within the last 10 years being shoehorned into it and stuff. But, you know, not in a bad way. It's oh, all yeah. done very well. So, yeah, a good movie. It's I have the same... Um, thought you did where it's like a like not like an a plus movie but it's you know it's a solid b you're not gonna hate it and maybe if you're a kid you probably might be your favorite movie like growing like you grew up with this movie you know you know it's on yeah, disney I can see plus. That. it's on disney plus now so you can probably watch it over and over again it might be one of those movies that you know oh that's my favorite when i was a kid so i could see some kids like taking this you know so you yeah you say that but for some reason man kids these days they watch a movie once and that's all they want to see it um because yeah. their attention span just is gotta, not there i remember it's not it's not like how we were when we grew up where it's like you rent a movie from the movie store that's the movie you watch for the weekend you know what i mean like yeah yeah or you know it's like you can you might own a movie or 50 movies even but because like you have cable and if nothing is good on which was frequent you know for a kid like cartoons are only showed at certain times during the day for the Saturday, most part for the longest Saturday time morning and so when nothing was good on you're like oh i guess i'll watch you know for me it was like i watch grease 2 for the 10,000th <laughs> time mine was aladdin i pop aladdin if i was bored or mighty ducks i had mighty ducks too like i watched the shit out of my ducks too <laughs> yeah you seen that kid that played the uh the the mexican kid Goldberg. that played like the yeah you seen him lately well i saw him and then he made a recovery so he's good again yeah he's well quotations good but yeah man he was scary for a bit yeah he got into like heroin or something right uh yeah crystal meth and stuff he was like oh wow real bad off he got super skinny and had like sores all over his face and shit like barely recognizable i thought it was like one of those things that was completely fake you know like when they say you wouldn't believe what this actor looks like now i was like ah, bullshit that's not him Clickbait. you know but no it's him poor poor dude but uh yeah but any hoodles yeah he he made recovery somewhat um which is good uh but yeah, man, that's that's all I gotta say about Free Guy. Pretty good movie, you know. Uh, better than uh, Rose Street or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's for a, if we you know classifying as a video game movie because it's based off of you know some kind of video games that we've played, I guess, um, and has a kind of unique story to it. So it's probably better than ninety percent of video game movies out there, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's in the top ten percent for sure. So, um, if you want a good video game movie, this is definitely one. Yeah, yeah. Kujo has a tendency to pick the good ones, leaving me to pick the bad ones. Although uh, we had previously discussed uh, what I'd be picking next, and I—it's uh, one that's been on the list for like a long, long time. In fact, uh, Brent was going to join us uh, for an episode, uh, another episode. He joined us for. Oh God, I can't remember the name of the movie now. War Games with Matthew Broderick. 
So listen to that episode. I assume it's still up. Um, but he was also going to join us on uh, Cloak and Dagger, which is like literally the oldest video game movie there is. I think. Mm. I don't. I, I don't think there's one based on a video game that is older than Cloak and Dagger. I want to say I read that trivia somewhere. Okay. Um, and it's like what, like 1980 or something, or even like 79 or oh, something. It's like old, old. Like um, so, but I remember it being pretty good. It's a, it's a story about this kid. Oh, 84. That, what's that? 1984. 1984, okay. So, oh, this kid that's, um. Kid from, uh, E.T. Yeah, it's Elliot from E.T., and his dad is like, in the CIA or something and hides government documents inside of a uh, Atari game and you're like there's no way that's possible to his kid <laughs> I mean it, it's possible I mean How many back documents, then like you, you forget like there was stuff that was stored on floppy disks that were the size of a pizza box and the memory on that thing would have been less than you know a com- uh, like a phone flip phone from 20 years ago yeah. Uh, we've come a long way, man. So, yeah, they, they had what, they like... Flew, they flew to the moon for on a computer, like, that would, uh, you know, that's like one app on our phone now. Yeah, well, I mean, like, an Atari game has, like, what, like, its memory is measured in kilobytes. Right. Um, and, like, low kilobytes, like four. You know, <laughs> the whole game kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, they put whatever, like, information it is on this Atari game, which, uh, yeah, it's possible if it's, you know, like a just a couple of page document or something. So, yeah, possible. And the premise is he entrusts it to his kid, and his kid is trying to, like, hide it from these spies that are trying to get it from him. And he constantly, in his mind, thinks that he is being accompanied by this video game character from a game called Cloak and Dagger, if I remember right. I'm a little sketchy on this because I haven't seen it since I was like five. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll uh, get into the media then on the next one. Yeah, yeah, but that's basically the premise is he's got this imaginary friend that's always going with him as these spies are trying to get this stuff from Elliot from E.T. And the spy is also played by his dad, you know, the actor, the same actor, because in his mind... His dad is this character. He's it's like his hero. Gotcha. So and he's just running from him. So we'll have to figure out where to watch that. I'm sure it's available fucking somewhere, or I can rent it or something. Mostly, I mean, surely the movie's. I'm sure, I'm sure it's on forty Amazon. years old. Hopefully it's on Amazon. We don't have to like. I don't have to like buy it. For it. Buy region lock Mario Brothers again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. We'll, I mean, it might even be free on YouTube. It's that old, right? Yeah. But but uh, I remember it being pretty good. Uh, probably doesn't fucking hold up, um, just because most things that old don't. Like I did try and rewatch ET, and yeah, it's not it's not great. It's <laughs> fine. It's like you know. But yeah, compared to what it was in our minds, like some things just need to stay in your mind. Yeah. But we'll let you know. So this one might not be as bad as, you know, like a nightmare on Rose Street or or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That wasn't a nightmare, it's just like super like uh what the hell is this? Like it just eighties weirdness. I, I I don't know, man. I've got a special place in my heart for that stupid thing. Even though I'd never watched that until I was like thirty eight. I'd never seen that. No. So it's just because it's so nineties and it's so you know, uh, over the top and Sega oriented and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. It just spoke to me personally. It was really weird. Um, yeah. If you want to hear about that, check out our last episode. Any hoodles? Uh, yeah, maybe the next one will be a good one. Yeah. Hopefully it will. All right. Well, thanks. Kuja, and I guess, you know, we'll talk to you later. Yep. Later, man. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs>